Hey. Breezy. Mo's nose. Season three. Peachy. It's about that time. Everybody turn your TVs on. The Mo's nose. Peachy. Breezy. And fair to God. They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine at all. We two gorilla silver back. Nah, silver. You know it's busting the discussion because we get it in. Every time you know we grinding. I was eight to ten. We always play to win. The faithful going hard. It's Wayne. Breezy. Peachy. Mo's nose. And fair to God. Let's get it. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Line is tall, nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. The Nitty Gritty Crew is back. The Four Horsemen are back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. It's your boy, Wayne Breeze. We got the lovely Crystal Peachy being the building. Mo's nose and fear to God. The whole crew is here. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing on this Monday evening? Yeah, yeah. It was a a manic Monday for your girl. First day back to work (laughs) after recuperating from surgery. Still recuperating. I got to tell y'all this small story. So I went to the um, my doctor's office this morning to get my return to work note because he wrote the, the wrong date on the first one. So I went back and I did that. And um, he said, the uh, only way that I'm going to let you go back to work is if you can put these restrictions on your note. I said, well, well, my boss said that I had to be back at like 100%. So we'll see what happens. So, you know, he had told me a couple of weeks ago, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, you're going to be at 100%. Um, you'll be able to do pretty much everything that you did before you went out. If not, you know, we might have to get that specially approved. Went in this morning to work, showed him my note. He didn't even hardly read the note. He said, can you type? Can you sit down and type? Because we can get you a stool and and ice. You need to ice up. We can ice you up. We can rest or whatever. Get, Get these beep papers out of my hand and take them up there and sit down. We can wait on your hand and foot. I don't care. As long as you can type. <laughs> well, dang. <laughs> welcome so that back. changed real fast. Yeah, that's that was your welcome back, PG. Exactly. Like, hey, welcome back to work. This is what you missed. We didn't miss you, but this is what you missed out on. <laughs> no, that, no, that's why they missed her. Right. They had to do no, we missed work you working. Do. Yeah. I know. I heard that work. all all day from every, like from corporate everywhere, talking about, oh my God, I'm so glad you're back. I'm telling you, I am. My roommate asked me, did did they get you some flowers? Did they get you some candy? Did they get you whatever? I said, no, he handed me a whole bunch of work because he was tired of, of using the keyboard to type because he hates the typing. That was that's my true. welcome back. That's what I got. He did well, say that he was going to buy my lunch tomorrow, though, for whatever that's worth. Well, at least you got some lunch tomorrow. Filet mignon. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm going for the, the kitchen noodle on the whole menu. Make sure it's Surf a... And turf. Surf and turf. <laughs> it sounds like it, it's definitely red lobster. Okay. All of that. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Moe's checking in with you, fam. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm chilling, man. I can't call it. I can't complain. Yeah. All right. I mean, everything's good over here. Kids are doing good. good. My son got his first tournament coming up. Um actually taking him to his first NBA game on Wednesday. Nice. Sixers versus the Mavericks. So okay. Get, he gets to see his favorite player, Kyrie Irving. Okay. So excited about that for him. Uh, 
my wife and uh, my daughter downstairs doing a science project. It's supposed to be my daughter's fourth grade science project for the science fair. Oh yeah, but it turned it turns into my wife's fourth grade science project. For the science fair. She's going back to the fourth so, grade. She wants to make sure she still got fourth grade on lock. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Right. So uh, that's what it is, man. I can't call it. I can't complain. That's what's up, man. It's good to have you here. Fair. What's going on, baby? <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? What's the word? Um, yeah, man. Happy that I'm in uh normal health for a change. Good. It's been a rough couple weeks, uh, but I'm I'm back. Hey, <laughs> and back is good. You know what I'm saying? It's good to have you all here on the show at the same damn time, same word. damn place. Word. In a minute, yo. I was I'm, yeah. I was supposed to be doing a gig, and then uh, I was like, you know what? This is my gig tonight. We're going to do this. We're going to all be here. We're going to talk a little bit about John Lynch and what he said. So that's what the show is going to be about. We're going to kind of break some of that stuff down. Shout out to everybody that's out there. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Shout out to all the members of the Breezy's Bunch. Before I go ahead and give everybody a Breezy's Bunch welcome, we got to give Jacqueline Knox. She's been a member for four months. <laughs> holding it down at the Platinum membership. Just wanted to shout her out. Uh, and we can start the show off. We got a super chat contribution, I believe, by her as well. Let's get that pulled up. We get the foghorn one time. All right. She says, hey, y'all, Breezy, NGN, faithful. Hope you guys are enjoying your evening. Uh, nothing but love from Jax. All right. Thank you, Jacqueline. We appreciate the super chat contribution. Thank you. For sure. Shout out to the members of the Breezy Brunch. Troy's in the building. Troy's asking a question out there. Make sure you guys answer him. <clears throat> In the damn chat, he's saying, Hey man, I finally cut cable off. Which one of them streaming joints should I go with? Troy, I don't have YouTube TV, but that's the one I'm gonna recommend. Yep. Anybody got I, something different? I YouTube I just, live. I just got YouTube TV and I love it. Okay. Mm. Uh you uh fair, what's good about Hulu Live? Because I was thinking about that one too. I mean, I just need all the sports channels and we need all them. we need uh <laughs> yeah, so most of them are up there, honestly, that I watch. Um and then when it comes back around ACC Network for Troy, who's also an FSU fan, ACC Network awesome. is part of Hulu Live as well. So that's why I had to have that. All right, Troy, there you go. So Hulu Live, YouTube TV, uh, PG, would you recommend any other ones? Uh, YouTube TV. And the reason why is because if anybody is interested in the Sunday ticket, it is going right. to be exclusively Exclusive. on YouTube TV. Exclusive. Yep. So make sure you guys get that because I'm going to be joining YouTube TV just yep. for the months of football. Then after that, mm-hmm. cut that shit off for right. sure. Right. I could tell yep. you that right now. But nah, I need that Sunday ticket. But shout out to Troy. Uh, VZ 408's in the building. Breezy this, Breezy that. Drop them BBs in the chat. Hashtag right. BBs. We Love did a that. giveaway earlier today on the mm-hmm. uh, Wayne Breezy show. And how is it that, how is it that Steve and Crystal, who are members of the organization be winning the stuff, yo. I'm trying to figure out because I don't get it. And it was random. You saw me click on the click and it spun mm-hmm. the wheel and it was yep. random. I don't be rigging it. <laughs> Jax is in the building. Christy Marie is in the building. Oh, man, it's good. I love to see the names in green when they pop up. Nia, right. she joined yes. this morning, I believe, in the building. What's going on? Got the hashtag BB going. I feel like y'all putting in emojis and they not popping up. I- I'm trying to know with them. They might be animated emojis. That's why. Sometimes those you don't do you see the one in this uh comment? Uh no. Yeah, it's a it's a salute it's the, emoji. The salute emoji. That's weird that it's not popping up here. Uh StreamYard, fix y'all stuff. 
Always something. Raphael 562 is in the building. Boss is in the building. Try to say it like in my Rick Ross boss. Boss. Rick Ross terms. <laughs> uh, Mikey Kim is in the building. What's going on, everybody out there? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yep. Looking for some more members of the Breezy's Bunch. I don't like to pass over anybody at the beginning of the show. Niner Cali Boy is in the building. What up, fam? Jedi. The return of Jedi is in the building. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Miss Debbie is here. She's here and in the chat. I love it. Blessings to the crew. Hey, in the chat. Remember to hit that like button give that thumbs up one time for the one time you already know what it does hit the thumbs up button all right shout out to my man terrence in the building uh am i missing anybody i mean this steve is this steve steve is in it look at the winners he made sure he showed up tonight <laughs> <laughs> we love steve <laughs> we definitely love steve yo <laughs> i do know where to get all the channels so if you really want to know you gotta hit me up you gotta slide it to the dms pause and uh, I, I'll put you, I, I got that connect. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah, it's and it's it's the connect for sure, for sure. All right, there yeah. we go. Uh, listen, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to the channel. You already know it's right here on the Wayne Breezy Network. Listen, yes, we're sir. doing some things to upgrade the actual entertainment page, which is the website, www.twben.com. Expect some exclusive stuff to be on there as well. We're going to be do, getting writers up there as well. If you're going to write for the San Francisco 49ers and submit it to our platform, Go ahead and send me an email address, all right? You can send it right here to nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. We'll go ahead and read it, edit it, make sure it gets uploaded as well. Make sure you're following the Nitty Gritty crew. Uh, as the crew, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at NGN Talk. Don't forget to join the Facebook group if you're still on Facebook. Uh, I, I will say that the chat and the stuff that's going on over there is on, on point. Shout out to Miss mm-hmm. Debbie are doing a tremendous job uh, as well. Miss Debbie, I just want you to know that we have you and your family in our prayers always. You never have to ask for prayer. It's automatic. You are family. You are in our prayers. Always. All right. So just I just want you to know that. Guys, if you know the word of prayer out there, make sure you keep Miss Debbie mm-hmm. and her family in your prayers. All right. And if you want the nitty gritty niner stuff exclusive, like the NGNT and all that type of stuff, uh, we're going to be putting out a new NGNT shirt and the saloon font. So that's going to be coming very shortly, but it can go, you can go to nitty gritty niner shop.com. Mm-hmm. All right. And do okay. that. All right. So let's go ahead and get down to the news. 49ers got some news. Got mm-hmm. One thing while we're speaking of prayers that get out of the way. Oh, please pray for the covenant school in Nashville. In Nashville. That's right. Please, please. Yeah. Pray for them. Anyone who is not aware, a woman who was an ex-student shot up at pre-K to sixth grade private school and killed some children. So please keep their families, their friends, the school, the communities, everything. It's such horrible times right now. It was AR. 15, the whole, you know, whatever happened, but she was an ex student. By the way, so this happened. A grown woman. It was really bad. So, for all of you who know the word of prayer, please keep the city of Nashville in your prayers. It's only two hours from me. And my son actually lives like right there. And he had told me about it. And I was like, what in the world? Because he lives in Murfreesboro, which is right outside of Nashville. And I'm telling you now, but the Tennessee Titans have got some things together that they're going to be doing and all these things. But just keep them in prayer and just keep keep this country in your prayer. Yeah. Like, it, I just anyway, I know we don't have enough time to get into it. Just just pray and, and just keep them all in your thoughts tonight. Whenever you lay your head down, 
because these babies, I believe there was seven, if I'm not mistaken, these are babies. And, and I just, I just don't get it. And you just can't make sense of things like that. And before I start tearing up again, cause I already teared up once today, um, just, just please, please do that. These parents, you know, that found out that they're, that they're never going to see their kids again. Just, it's so sad, but I just wanted to be sure that we kept that in mind. Yeah. So uh, Miss Debbie's got it right there. Three nine-year-old children and three 61-year-old adults. Mm. So right. it's just bad. So let's keep, let's keep, yeah. keep Nashville in our, in, in our prayers. Yes. The families in our prayers. Yes. Keep this country in our prayers. We just mm-hmm. got to stay prayed up. Right. Prayed up. Uh, you never know what it's going to be when you go out there. We we take life. I don't want to say we take life for granted, but we don't think about right. the worst case scenario when we leave our houses. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, you know, when, whenever you send your kids out, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, you don't you think never, about that. That's the last time that you might see your kids. And for all of you who have small kids, I know Breezy has a, has a little one. Um, Fair does. Mose does. You know what I'm saying? These are just things that you don't really think about. I do. You know, I know a bunch of you do. You just don't think about things like that. So, you know, just make sure that you hug your babies a little tighter. Yeah. When you get ready to put them down to bed, you know, let them know that you love them. You know, because you just never know, man. You just never know. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, we just, I just want to make sure that we did that because that's very important. Very important. Very important. Also, pray for those out in Mississippi. Uh, I believe they had the, yeah. the storms. I forgot about that. Um, yes. And so keep those families uh, yes. in your prayers too. That lost a lot. Yeah, right outside well. of Jackson. Yeah, right outside, that was yeah. that was awful. Yeah. yeah. So this is definitely a prayed up show. So you know how we do. Absolutely. So we don't have to apologize. Is what we do. Yeah. Thank you, Peachy, for that. Um, can we can we get into a quick milestone? Sure. I just want to say I don't know if you already did this, but congrats to to Mose. Yeah, that one K mark. One K subscribers. Very very happy for you. I know how much how hard you grind. I you know just wanted to send some love to you, and I'm yeah. sure the, the the my brothers Salute. and sisters agree there. Absolutely, you, well deserved, bro. Appreciate Salute, Thank Salute, you. Thank you. King Mose. Thank you for, I, for that. And, and, and sometimes I do feel. Um, a little bad because I can't uh, post or put out content as much as I want to. Obviously, my full time job, uh, as Peach mentioned, I'm a full time dad. That that's first and foremost full time husband. Uh, but to to reach that milestone, um, I owe a, a debt of gratitude to everybody in here, uh, Breezy, Peachy, Fair, all of you guys. You know for supporting me. Uh, I also too, I can't even front. I have to send a huge shout out and a thank you to an unknown and very unpopular group of people. And I hate to do it here. I got to send a shout out to the 12s. I got to send a shout out to the Seahawks fans. The draft video that I did for the Hawks at the right time, it blew up. Mm -hmm. And I said on my show, Mm-hmm. I got to be unbiased and I had to give them a good draft. And the draft that I gave the Seahawks, y'all, y'all would be so pissed at me. I'm pissed already. How good that draft was. But I told them, I told them, I said, listen, 
for this draft, y'all owe me a sub. Just go ahead, hit that subscription button because as a 49er fan, it pains me to go through this draft and give y'all <laughs> all of these good picks. Can, can I take my congratulations back? <laughs> <laughs> also, more importantly, I got I got to shout out Mrs. Mosno. She has been yes. uh, so supportive in this Yay. effort, so supportive in this endeavor. Um, and she keeps asking me every every day, every week, every month, where are you at? Where are you at? And I was like, I'm at 980. She was like, you only 20 away? But we getting this tonight. And she started Word. texting people, pushing mm-hmm. it out. Peachy pushed it out. Fair, you retweeted it. Breezy, you retweeted it. So again, I, I owe a debt of gratitude uh, to all of you guys. So uh, thank you guys for, for getting me over that mark. And we're just going to continue to keep pushing. All, all right, right. Y'all. That's what I'm talking about, man. Crew love. That's what I like to call it, man. That's what we do. We build each other up. We don't tear each other down. We ain't about that business. You know what I'm saying? So congrats, Moe's. And and we'll continue to build. That's what we do over here. It's a community. Speaking of community, don't forget to check out the Discord. Uh, The Discord Uh is a community that we're building. And it is is going tremendously well. (laughs) Uh, uh, You guys are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's fun to know that people out there like to eat beets. And um, beet pie, beet pie, <laughs> and uh, beet ice cream. Like, what the? F- I mean, I, I'm all about eating healthy, but don't be giving me no damn beets. You know what I'm saying? No, unless it's from Dr. Dre. <laughs> you, you feel me? Where my right. beets? Hey, I, I, I will say this though. That's wow. It, it is. It is. I eat Brussels sprouts any day over some right. beets. I tell you that, and you I hated do. Brussels sprouts growing up. Right. But the way Me you cook them now, with a little drizzle dizzle, or the mm-hmm. olive oil, a little little caramel, you know what I'm saying? A little honey dip, a little bacon, you know what I'm saying? Them joints yeah, go down. Them things up. And you know what? I'm about to call my mama and ask her why she used to boil them shits. Yo. <laughs> call my mom. Word. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm curious to know. Like, but nah, seriously, yo, because they were nasty when I was growing up. But right now, I'll tear them up. You know, what's one thing? You hated to eat when you were a child that you tear up right now as an adult. I already said Brussels sprouts, so y'all can't take mine. Peachy, Moe's fear. You're on the clock. Asparagus. Okay. 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 I don't think I ever ate those as a child. <laughs> I My mommy used to force me to do it. I hated it. I hated okay. it so bad. In the chat, make sure you put inside the chat exactly because uh, what you what you ate as a kid that you tear up now. You hate it as a kid. Go ahead, Moe's oh. fear. Macaroni and cheese. What the hell is wrong with you, Playboy? What's what's going what? on? Yo, I don't know. When what? I was a kid, I hated mac and cheese. Something's oh wrong. wow, that's I a kid's it. meal. It was it the craft <laughs> box mac and cheese or something? No, it was any. It was any mac and cheese. I did. I I do remember, bro. Baked mac and cheese you ain't eat as a kid. I did not because I I do remember I ate somebody's baked macaroni and cheese and I oh, turned you off. That's why. So that's ever why. since then, like I stopped eating it. But then when I got older, I was like. Let me just That's see what. what it's hitting for. And I had somebody who ba- who baked macaroni and cheese was really good. Now from that, that like you can't get me off of it now. Yeah, yeah. That's why. All right. Um, baked mac and cheese. Damn, you had a taste aversion. I'm sorry, that was the red, bro. What about you, man? Worst. <laughs> <laughs> now for for me, um, honestly, I didn't eat any kind of vegetables, um, at all as a really? kid. Like I what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I think corn was the only thing I was cool with. Is corn a vegetable? Yeah, they say it's not. I don't what, think. It's what, a what is it? It's a. Uh, I don't know. 
All right. Well, then I didn't eat no kind of vegetables then. <laughs> that stands. But now I eat everything, man. I eat broccoli. I eat, uh, uh, and I'm last so I can say all this. I eat lettuce. I eat tomatoes, onions, all that crap. Hold on. Give me all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. If you want to know what goes on the Nutso podcast, oh, we talk about anything and everything under the sun. Everything. It ain't just <laughs> football related. So go ahead and subscribe to Fair's All Right channel where yes. the Nutso podcast, the Nutso bunch is doing their thing. Right. You know what I mean? Because they get yeah. it in. That was a little snippet. And we one day he's going to have us on that damn show. That's I'll tell right. you right now. We out always, of my head because I was about to say that. Show. He never I invited us on. You're about to say that. Like, what's up with that? You know what? So we I'll tell you what's up with that. He out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Breezy, you the easiest because you in Connecticut. And I even told him, I was like, yo, next time I'm in Connecticut, I'm on an episode of the Nutso Bunch. Wait like, a minute. I'll, I'll try to get to Connecticut so I could be on the Nutso Bunch. Like, we don't even got to be easy. in Connecticut because yeah, it's a stream yard. Right. It's, it's no excuse. Because I'm not going to be able to be there, but I still want to be on the show. Can we take him out of time? There he is. <laughs> All right. So so what had happened was, right, uh-huh. we don't do, we don't stream our show. We record everything and then post that's, it. That's why I was so, saying so I got be in person. Oh. Yeah, we do. That's why we prefer everything in person. Now, for Breezy, kind of has a point. He's kind of really close. And, mm. you know, on a Friday that you're not gigging. Mm. Yeah, we have to set that up. But, however, we are working. I, I spoke with you. Yes, we are yes, working yes, to yes, be able did. to do yes, uh, streaming within the next couple of uh, episodes. Yes, so that that will be something that we'll have to definitely revisit. Let's kick it into some 49ers news. All right. So welcome all to right. the nitty gritty Niners talk. We <laughs> <laughs> don't talk all day week long. Okay, yeah. you're gonna get this. 49ers got a new signing, offensive tackle uh, Matt Pryor. All mm. right, Matt Pryor is an offensive tackle. He's played left tackle. He's played right tackle. He's probably gonna possibly come in here and 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 work out as one of the swing tackles. We'll see what's going to happen. Uh, as you can see, in 2022, 576 pass blocks, uh, pa- uh, snaps, excuse me. Um, all right. And so he's given up, what, six sacks, five penalties, five hits, 31 pressures. I, I feel like he's worse than any else, any of the guys we've had that were starters. I mean, let me make that clear. Yeah. Uh, but what are your thoughts about him? I mean, there's another camp body. We're filling out that roster. We're filling out the depth. What are your thoughts about Matt Pryor? Yeah, man, I think, like you just said, it's a, another body to add into the rotation. Someone um, that definitely could be more in line of a swing tackle. Uh, I don't see them breaking that that starting line. But, you know, you never know, man. It, it does keep the people uh, behind, I mean, in front of him, honest. So he's going to push some of the other folks that were expecting to start. Um, and, you know, just having that uh, experience is, uh, is important. All right. Um, any other word on Matt? I see Mo's over there probably cooking up. Peachy, you want, you got something real quick about this guy? What are your thoughts on him? Uh, just like you said, it looks like he's just like possibly just be like a camp body. That he might just serve as a depth piece. I mean, you know. So this makes. Oh, what's our number? 13? Yeah. Offensive 13. lineman. Oh. Yeah. Uh, how 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 many do you think we're gonna have in camp? 16, 15, 16? 
Yeah, I yeah. can see them probably getting another two or some two or three draft, draft right? possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going. I'm going two in the draft and then undraft one more. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I could feel it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's going to depend on you know who for you know who's available, who falls where. Um, you know what I'm saying as far as the position because I feel like all right. Let me let me ask Mose this. I feel like the 49ers are pretty much set and they can kind of draft the best player available because they have all their positions filled, mainly for their starters. If there's one question mark, it's probably the right tackle. But according mm-hmm. after listening to John Lynch today, I tried to tell people they was high on Colton McKivitz. I don't yeah. think they was paying him $15 million or $1 million. Mm-hmm. They like this kid. You're right. Mose. Do the 49ers, can they go into the draft just basically saying, hey, man, we're going we gonna to load up. We're going to stack up with depth, good pieces, opposed to just drafting a specific position? I mean, absolutely. I think this is a team that had the quarterback situation not going the way it did, could have been in the Super Bowl and possibly won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you look at all of the pieces that we are returning. Um, yes, we did lose you know, a few starters. Um, but all of the other pieces that we're returning, I think we're returning what 20 of mm-hmm. 22 starters, something like that. Because mm-hmm. the real starters, we only real starters that we lost would be Jimmy Ward, Jimmy Ward, and Mike McGlinchey. And Samson Epicon was a starter, okay. If you consider him a starter, I, I don't, but he started it, in the base <clears throat> on the defense, but I get what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, three starters, so um. We have depth and as these starters and, starters and all of those pieces. Like so absolutely, we can go in with the mindset of best player available. Um, and that helps our team stay strong. That helps our team be more flexible when it comes to letting certain guys go, letting certain guys walk in free agency. We can do that more confidently when we know, yeah, we drafted a really, really good piece in the third round because that was the best player available and it worked out. He came in, we know his work ethic. We've seen him play on the field. So absolutely. I don't think this team, um, and, and this is the, the the position that we wanted to be in, right? We wanted to be able to yes. draft best player available and not based on need. If you're drafting based on need a lot, you're in the top of the draft and that's not where yeah. we want to be. Yeah, I agree. Fear. You had to ask, you wanted to ask him. No, no, I agree about what he said about drafting for, you know, beat best player. All right, best player available uh, is a running back at pick ninety nine. If it, if 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 it's Devon Chain, absolutely, we drafted him. Yes. So I, I'm just curious to know, like, all right, go around the board, and then we'll talk about the faithful as a whole. <clears throat> Man, give me the give me top, give me three running backs around that area that may be available. I, I would say Tajay Spears may be available. That's the guy that I'm high on. I like the kid, Devon H, and I like that kid. I, I do. Uh, let's see if we could pick one more. And let's go around the table and say yay or nay. If 99 comes, are we drafting the running back over some of the other positions? Because if we're not going with positions in this particular draft, maybe this is how... John Lynch, Adam Peters, Kyle Shanahan are trying to attack it. Think about what they did. They filled in. All their starters are set. And now they're yep. trying to fill it in. They, they filled in depth. And now they're going to bring in the best player available that's going to be available to them at certain positions. It might not be a right tackle. It may not. 
maybe the 49ers don't trade up to draft the right. I mean, who would they trade up to get? John Lynch said today that, you know, we, we're able to go into the draft and, and pick without a burden, like, on us. Like, you know what I mean? So that means they're not drafting for need. Mm-hmm. But Mo's just said, they're not drafting for need. They have 11 picks, and there's a possibility that he plans to use all of them. All right, Mo's, uh, did you have something pulled up with the three running backs? Who do you see up there that may be fall to 99? Just curious to know. Get a little draft talk today. I mean, it's a few backs. I mean... I mean the kids. We talked about, about Javon Devon A. Chain. Yep. We talked about Tajay Spears. Chase Brown may be available. Yeah, he'll definitely Brown be definitely available. be available. What about yeah. somebody like Sean Tucker from Syracuse? Mm. Yeah, this Sean Tucker will be available. Yeah, he should probably be there around 99. Uh <clears throat> this is Wayne McBride from UAB. He should be available at 99. Um, what about homeboy from UCLA? Um oh uh Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Uh, Zach Charbonnet. Did I mean he's I mean he's he's listed as the the third running back. So, so he'll after, probably go second round early first, after Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. Yep. He's probably the next one off the board. The oh, only really? player I could see. Um H, I thought H would probably be third, but yeah. A chain. I, I I would have A chain third. Yeah, me too. Um, but it, it all depends on what teams are looking for. But Eric Gray would be uh, still. I mean, Eric Gray is going to be there probably. Oklahoma running back. I, all <clears> right. Yeah, he he might be there at ninety nine. So just going around the room, if, if there's a great running back available, mm. could possibly be uh um uh, not a game changer. Yeah. Right. Uh, an addition to the running back room. Mm. You know, Bobby will get another piece. Do you draft that particular player? Not with our first third rounder. Okay. He's there with our last one. Okay. Then you can start considering that. Um, but I don't think so. All right. And that's that's fair. I'm, that's no point in <laughs> 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 Danny Terry saying no. What about you, Peachy? Would you draft a running back? If there's a running back that's available at 99 and you know that all they need is an opportunity. <laughs> they can bring a different dynamic to what we have. Would you draft that running back? No. <laughs> at 99. Not at 99. Okay. Not at 99. Not at 99. I agree with Fair. Maybe maybe the last one in the third, if we kept all of them, but not, not 99, though. Okay. That's fair. No. Uh, as well, PG. Pun intended. All right. Um, most... You already gave your answer. Did you want to renege on the answer? Or you good? Absolutely not. So this the is Devon A. Devon A Chain, his speed is ridiculous. And he's he would replace speed that we haven't had since Mostert or Breeder. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. That's we right. haven't really had that burner. And, 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 and if we're looking at our quarterbacks, whether it's Trey Young, if <laughs> Sam Darnold find a way to revitalize his career and beat out everybody, or if Brock Purdy comes back healthy, you know, they're still young. They're still developing. They still have to find their way. Now there's all of this tape on Brock Purdy. So mm-hmm. is, you know, going into his second year going to be as easy as, you know, the second half of last year? I don't think it will be. So what is one way that Kyle Shanahan can allow his quarterbacks to continue to be most efficient? One, it's running the ball, and two, he always talks about explosives. So, yes, we have CMC. 
Yes, we have Elijah Mitchell. Yes, we have other backs on this roster, but they don't have the speed of a Mostert or a Breida. If I, if it's me and I'm on the clock and I see a chain at 99, I'm snatching him right away because I know what his speed looks like in this offense, especially after you you done got worn down trying to tackle Kittle, Debo, and CMC. In case around BA. Thank you. Yeah. Devon A. Chain, uh, running back out of Texas A&M, 5'8 and a half inches, uh, 188 pounds. All right. I mean, the kid performed well. 4-3-2 in the 40, 1-5-1 yeah. in the 10-yard split, 33-inch vertical. That's all he did is in testing. Uh, but they got him. They got him predict, projected to be pretty damn good uh, on NFL, uh, the combine tracker. So this th- for him to score this well, um, that's that's amazing. Uh, and so look, I keep saying that the oh, there's only one element that we're missing from the running back room. It's one element. It's it. It's one element. It's not a running back that can catch passes out of the backfield. It's running backs with speed. And when you when and Mo's talked about it, and I've been talking about it since last year, and I keep saying like, dang, I watched Christian McCaffrey get chased down from behind. Word. Now Christian McCaffrey making contact, that's different. That's, a, that's part of his game. He's a contact type of a running back. Whereas Raheem Mostert was not a con- he was trying to outrun you and make you miss. Period. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Matt Breida. Like they would they would hit that one cut and then be gone. Gone. That's the only thing we're missing. And the reason why I brought that up is simple. It's, it's super simple. How many of them running freaking plays does Kyle Shanahan bank on being home run run plays? And the only yeah. reason why they're not home run plays, speed. Mitchell doesn't have the speed. Mitchell doesn't have the speed. He gets caught from behind. I love Elijah Mitchell. I've, I'm, I'm not talking about his injury. I don't care about that. I'm talking about when I see him run, he, he could break. But next thing you know, here comes the safety. Here comes a the corner. They're going to be able to track him down. They run on the angle. They're gone. So Mason doesn't. Mason definitely doesn't have the speed. Uh, he's not a speed runner. Football speed is pretty good though. Like, but like as far as that, I mean, you saw him get tackled on the one. Yeah, he line. got caught. He was pissed too. He you was mad about that. <laughs> like, that's that's the only to me flaw of the running back system. Right. Speed. Right. And and especially with how Kyle calls plays because he calls it like he gets a single, then he gets a single, then he gets a single, then he's trying to hit a grand slam. Like. He's trying to hit that grand slam on that fourth or fifth play of the drive yeah. because that's just how he sets it up. He's setting you up those first three plays, three or four plays. So yeah. he's definitely looking to try to, you know, have that home run hitter if he can. And if it isn't in the passing game, you know what I mean? It's obviously something that he's always have been really good at in the run game. And it's funny that you brought that up because I wonder why D- Debo Samuel was overutilized. Like even at 4-4, mm. he was the fastest running back right after Mostert was going right. he was the fastest guy because when when Debo gets the ball if he can get outside not 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 necessarily up the middle he's not a one cut guy either but if he no. can get that outside zone blocking scheme working for him he's outrunning the whole defense it's just who he is yeah um yeah. but just imagine having a running back do that like a a, a natural born running back Get the ball and just hit you with the speed. That's a really good uh, choice. I'm with Mose though. If the if there's a difference maker, and it happens to be a running back at 99, 
cool. I'm going to skip a pick and then pick again and again. I'm not, I don't want to pass up on that opportunity of adding that speed element. And then the person picking that 100 snatches them up and then we, we get stuck. You got three picks. It doesn't matter where you use it. They all going to be third round picks. So guys, we can't be mad. <laughs> it, like it's third round pick is a third round pick. Right. It doesn't matter who goes. I just feel like if that's your guy, if that's a guy that's going to add another dimension to the offense at some point, I think you add it. And I think his speed will allow him to get on the field quicker than anything because he can outrun everybody. Why did we see Elijah Mitchell get on the field? And I know it was because Mostert got hurt, but he did have speed enough to run this offense. Mm -hmm. And and, and for me, what I love about A-Chain is he gives you that flexibility in the return game as well. I know we have Ray Ray McLeod back there. Mm -hmm. And Ray Ray did have, you know, some spots where, you know, he did some good things. But Ray Ray is not as explosive as this kid. So if you want to keep Ray Ray on kick return and maybe throw a chain in there on punt returns or vice versa, flip it around either way. Like you said, his speed is going to allow him to get on the field. Yeah. And it's going to be a difference maker. Listen, we saw it in the NFC championship game against the Packers. Most of speed demoralized them. The first big explosive he had, they didn't know what to do. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. It's demoralizing speed. And yes, we have the playmakers, but if if teams can get us to make a few mistakes or, you know, at least keep everything that they're seeing in front of them, then a lot of times they do have a chance. But our offense is so powerful that eventually we get over that hump. But adding that speed element back into this offense, it, it just opens up so much more. So like you said, Breezy, I, I, again, I agree with you. If it's there, I don't see why you don't take it, especially if you're going BPA, mm-hmm. you're not going based off of need. Mm-hmm. And again, our running backs injuries last year, that's why we had to go out and get CMC. Oh my yeah. gosh, yo. I didn't. Even yeah. think, I mean, just being uh, being at the championship game and walking into the stadium and and then saying "Oh f" the moment we walk into the stadium because Elijah Mitchell was in. No, Mitchell was playing. Yep. I mean, at that moment, PG and Fear, Mose and I looked at each other and was just like, "Okay, this is gonna be different. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. You're missing that A and B combination. Yes, at your running back spot. I mean, and don't. I'm not getting twisted. Christian McCaffrey decided to put the workload on but you know it was not much more he could do yeah <laughs> can't run the ball every play in a, in a football game so you get people killed you know what i'm saying uh we got a super <sighs> chat contribution we'll go ahead and, and interrupt with that man thank you for that conversation too by the way shout out to gammon that suit looked fresh man. yes it did he looked fresh in that joint, yo. He says, shout out to Christy Marie. She, she's always, she always promotes positive vibes in this space and generally greets people when they attend Breezy's chat. Yeah, Christy is uh, amazing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, we're trying to get her involved, Gammon, in the Discord. So we're inviting her. We're tagging her and stuff. She's going to get the hold of it. And once she do, whoa! It's a wrap. It's a wrap. But thank you for the contribution. And Gammon, I need you to get up in there, man, because we, we're missing those those topics that you bring up 
and we would love to talk about them and discuss them over in the Discord. So if you want extra talk, content, stuff broken down for you, you want to join the Discord, the link is being posted inside the live chat. Click on the link, join the Discord. All right, I promise you. Uh, just make sure you guys go to the rules section first, read the rules, hit the thumbs up button. You'll be good to go. All right, you'll be good to go. Nope, we did not. I know. <laughs> I'm waiting for Peachy to, I'm waiting for Peachy to read it. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> no, I just want I just want Peachy. To I read know, it. but <laughs> yeah. Um, go read the private chat, Peach. Um, so yes. Um, let's go ahead and get to the next order of news. Uh, so the, <laughs> the 49ers 2025, they swap picks with the Panthers, and it's a yes. late conditional pick and a seventh round for the kicker. So Zane Gonzalez. So basically, the 49ers get Zane Gonzalez for a conditional seventh round pick. Uh, that they're swapping too, by the way. So it's not like we're not getting a pick. If our pick is higher, they just swap the pick. <laughs> like that's, I, I think, depending on what Zane Gonzalez does, like if he makes the roster, there's some type, it's conditional. So there's some incentives or some things he has to meet, requirements, things like that. Uh, but let's talk about Zane Gonzalez. Let's talk about our thoughts on, on the kicker. I did an episode earlier. Make sure you check it out. Call Can I Kick It? Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to be here. Yes, you uh, can. Yeah, yes, you can. All right, a tribe. Uh, so let's talk about Zane, man. Who wants to go first? I mean, I could take it uh, 90%. I mean, if you if you round up 91% field goal percentage. Um, is that in 2022 or is that overall? It looks like it looks like 21. I don't. Did he not play last year? Did he not play last year? No, I think he was hurt last year. He was hurt last year. So we got a hurt kicker? We do. I think on the positive side, I'm going to try what Christy does. I'm going to be on the positive side, and I'm going to say fresh legs because he didn't kick Because he hasn't kicked in a whole year. I mean, I see that. See, Christy, I can do that too. See, I can be very positive. So I am going to say that... He could possibly just have the freshest legs. Good point. Out there. So he has a whole nother, he has a year off of his life. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. what I'm football life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean like that. But yeah, he yeah, has he a got, whole got, a, got a little bit more tread on the tires than he's little supposed bit, to there have. It is. There it is. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, mean his, his 2021 was his best year of his career. Okay. A 91%. He was six for six between 20 and 29. One for one between 30 and 39, 10 of 10 between 40 and 49. And the only two field goals he missed were 50 plus. He was three and five, three of five, 50 plus. He made 22 of 23 extra points. Okay. Um, so, you know, 2021 was the best year of his career. Obviously, he, it looks like he was injured last year and didn't play. Can he regain that 2021 form? And mm-hmm. I think the Eagles swapping conditional picks and bringing him in is it basically it's a health check. Let's see how healthy you are. Let's see if that leg still has some juice. And let's see if you can regain that confidence from your 2021 season. Mm-hmm. If not, then we'll bring somebody else in. It didn't and it didn't cost us anything. So which, if I might add, is why our awesome GM said today that he is a kicker. Not the not kicker. the kicker. Let's talk about that because that's what that's what John Lynch said. 
Uh, he's a kicker, not mm-hmm. the kicker. So, right. what that means <laughs> is, with the seventh round pick, the two hundred and fifty fifth pick of the two thousand and twenty three draft, thinking twenty five, San Francisco Forty Nine ers select kicker. <laughs> Jake Moody. That's right. Out of Michigan. <laughs> Michigan Moody. <laughs> Michigan Moody. That's right. You want to know what's interesting about uh, Mr. Gonzalez? Ask me what round he got drafted in. Seventh round. Pick 224. Hmm. Yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying because we nobody drafts a kicker. Don't draft a kicker. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I would you got 11 that. picks, you do. Facts, <laughs> fair. When you don't and, need and eleven think, people, you I think Justin sure do Tucker get was drafted too. Pretty sure he was. Drafted. Somebody find out what round Justin Tucker was drafted, and Stephen Gauskowski because he was drafted, mm-hmm. and um, Legatron uh, was drafted. Sebastian Janikowski was definitely Janikowski was drafted. That's from the Janikowski was drafted. I'm just saying, man, it's okay to draft a kicker Roberto when you Guayle. have multiple. Abundance of when you of right right when when you have a squad because I heard some smart comments out there not about this subject but just in general it's the GM which is the Rams fan we know who he is anyway who's <laughs> hating because they're rebuilding not us when when you're not rebuilding your team you're just reloading you don't need eleven just like Fair said when you got eleven picks then you can do what you want. Because you know good and well right. that that you ain't you don't have eleven starters that you're going to have in this draft, or even eleven places that you're going to fill in this draft. So of course you can get a kicker. Why not? Yeah, I was Me wrong. Too, Justin Justin Tucker was not drafted. Ooh. Oh, oh. But what? What? I think Sebastian was drafted in like the second round. Tucker Third was round. not selected in the 2012 NFL Draft. Baltimore mm. Ravens signed him on May 29th to begin workouts in camp for the Ravens alongside place That's kicker right. Billy Cundiff. Pull up, somebody pull up the 2012 draft and let me know if any kickers were drafted. And that there's a no, 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 because that no, there's a reason. I, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. And so that so this is when you don't draft a kicker. So if none of the kickers are drafted, if you don't get kickers drafted, kickers drafted, there was in that oh draft? yes. Ooh, in that draft, there were four place kickers drafted. Let me well, see. I who know wh- whoever didn't draft Tucker should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they knew that Tuck was gonna be exactly that. They knew that they he was gonna be good, they, 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 but I don't do think they knew job. it was gonna be phenomenal. Them though, scouts, you know who that scout is. What's that scout that be talking all that trash about Trey Lance and all that type of stuff? Oh, <laughs> that former yeah. Jets. That's why he ain't got no job. That's exactly why he ain't got no job. Is that? Is that? That's not Tannenbaum, is it? I don't know. I'm just saying, y'all. I didn't no, know the, the former, the former Jets took oh, Randy Bullock in the fifth round. Dang. Hey. Randy Bullock's good, though. Listen, Legger, Legger, he, Legatron he was, was a, next. Okay, but so some prominent yeah. kickers were by drafted. The, by the Rams in yeah. round six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Blair Walsh. Was next he by was the decent Vikings. With the Vikings. He was, he was okay. He's decent. Yeah. Bruh, Sebastian Janikowski was drafted in the first round of the 2000 NFL draft. With the 17th, yes, he was a, he was with the 17th pick. pick. The yes, Raiders was. drafted him with the. Wow. I mean, that was doing some wild stuff. Did they have it, it, the Raiders? Picks. They were doing some wild stuff. That makes back then. sense. If, but, if, yeah. if John round, Lynch. 
Odell Davis had them taking some chances. If John Lynch <laughs> drafts Jake Moody with the 99th pick, y'all motherfuckers going to go crazy. It's going to be purge city. Uh, listen, it's, it's going to be crazy. And I'm going to be the only one sitting back. <laughs> See, you know, we got a guy. <laughs> best best player available. Best player available. <laughs> well, ju- just the fact that the way Bruh. that he said it today, when he said that we got a kicker, but you know, maybe not the kicker, just leads me to believe that I'm pretty sure that we're gonna take one in this draft. Yeah, for there sure. Are three kickers that I would I would draft, depending on if there's a run on. Like if if there's not a run on kickers, and we get all the way to the seventh round. I may not pull the trigger on the kicker. I may draft another developmental piece. And then one of them three kickers still may be available undrafted. That's when you don't draft a kicker. Because I think today's football, scouts better be doing their damn, they better be a kicking scout, uh, (laughs) a special team scout or something. They better be doing their job. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm just rooting for Moody. There's three kickers. That I think there's the Ohio State kicker, there's the kicker from Michigan, and there's one more, and I can't think of his name off the top of my dome. Is you gonna say something, Peachy? No. So, so I'm just saying, like, if, if we can <laughs> grab a kicker, my kicker, <laughs> undrafted, it's cool. But mm-hmm. if 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 two of them kickers is gone, two of my three options is gone, I'm picking the kicker. Damn it, I don't care. I forgot yeah. who the third one was too, Breezy. I can't remember off the top of my head. I gotta go Dang. check my notes on. Is it the Clemson kid, BT Potter? No. No. Um, shoot. from a different school. Can't remember. You know what school? It might. Is it the kicker from Maryland? Uh, Chad Ryland, Maryland. I think. Uh, I can't. I don't. I don't think it's him. It's another. I can't think of the name of the school off the top of my head. But I got it in my notes, written down in a notebook that it's upstairs. So. Once I get that, I'll, I'll I'll definitely talk about it. But there's three guys I feel like can be drafted. That's draft worthy. All right. So there's the deal on the kicker for the 49ers. All right. If you guys are trying to figure out how much is he going to cost and he's going to cost us nothing. And we'll talk about it on Wednesday when Jason's on the show. It'll kind of break down stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? As far as his contract, but his contract is really whatever the, the Panthers is, is that. It's really nothing. So the 49ers are bringing in a kicker. They got a veteran kicker in the building. And this sets them up, like we said at the very beginning of the show, to go out, bring in more competition. It sets them up perfectly to just bring in other types of competition. So it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be competition at the damn kicker position. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's talk about John Lynch. So John Lynch spoke today. We're going to recap some of his... uh, some of his uh moments let's start with the one that i think everybody like like wants to just go all right so they talked about brandon Ayuk, and john lynch spoke about ba more than likely all right most likely getting the fifth year option all right so that fifth year option uh, i don't have the number in front of me but it's in the 14 million dollar range going into next year so what does that mean it simply means that brandon Ayuk will play this year and then next year, he will be on the books for $14 million for his fifth year. The 49ers will have to guarantee 
14 million. Now they can work out a deal. They can extend him. And that is the plan. That's the whole purpose of drafting a player in the first round. You get the fifth year option. Now we have two players drafted in the first round. And so the player that they're likely to give it to is Brandon Ayuk, not Javon Kinlaw. Let's talk about it. How you guys are feeling about Ayuk uh, and Ayuk being here possibly for the long haul. I mean, there's a possibility he can get traded next year. It's crazy. I don't want to talk about it, but it's a possibility if a team's willing to pick up that fifth-year option, it's only going to cost them $14 million. They get a number one wide receiver for $14 million. The 49ers might be able to recoup a high draft pick. I don't know, but... I don't want to get that far. Let's talk about him. He's here now. So let's talk about Brendan Ayuk being here. Let's start with Peachy. We'll go fair. We'll go most. I agree with what you said. I think that what might happen is that that fifth year option, it gives the 49ers some leadway or they have some time or they can kind of work out something. I would say the 49ers will probably work out something and some kind of an um, extension and everything so they can get him um, a contract. Right then, get him set up. I don't see him trading him. I really don't. I agree. <laughs> I do see him sticking around. I just don't see him going anywhere. So. It's gonna. It, it's a wide receiver, and it can get nasty. Well, of I'm course gonna, it can. Yeah, I'm gonna, leave it, I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think so. All right, fair. I, I kind of missed it. I came in at the tail end. We're just talking about Brandon Ayuk. He's more than likely going to get the fifth year option, so he'll play okay. his last. He'll play his fourth year on the on the rookie base contract, yep. and then next year he'll be on the books for fourteen million dollars. The Forty Nine ers will have the opportunity to work out a long term deal yes. uh, with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, do you think? All right, I'll ask you a different question. Do you think Brandon's play this year? Ooh, shoot. Now, this is stupid to think, but do you think Brandon's play this year will determine the type of contract he can earn for the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I think that um, B.A. has played pretty well. Um, I think that last year, last year, he solidified his importance to the to the team um, and definitely to the wide receiver room. Uh, And, you know, he's just a matchup nightmare, especially when you have all those different pieces around him that you kind of have to keep an eye on you, you forget about Brandon and that that when Kittle's lined up out there or, or CMC or Debo so I mean the fact that he's a luxury for us at this point but I think at some point he's going to be our primary option so I don't want to you know I, I heard, overheard some trade talks and stuff like that he's not someone I want to trade man I feel like BA is going to be our future um dominate dominant priority type of player uh in the future in the next couple of years so you know while other folks are going to start hitting that downtrend which is why they say our our Super Bowl window is open right now mm-hmm. um BA is still going to be someone that's grown with these young quarterbacks so definitely want to keep BA in mind and uh, eventually would love to see him get a long-term deal here I like that uh most anything different anything you want to add to Brandon Ayuk uh the kid's ability is uncanny, right? We watched him come in here his rookie year, led the team in receiving. Sophomore year, they just they just dogged him. Last year, led the team again, <laughs> right? Thousand yard receiver. Um, 
What are your thoughts on BA, man? I mean, I'm happy for this. I'm glad that they decided to exercise this option and, and use it. They have till May 1st. What are your thoughts on BA? I think he's earned it. Um, I think you see this a lot with uh, guys handpicked by Kyle. He's not afraid to to move on from guys who, you know, he brings in, who he handpicks, who don't perform, who don't produce. Good point. Uh, we saw that with Joe Williams. Uh, this is not the case with B.A. And you talked about his sophomore season. You know, they had a little tiff, but they had that one on one. And I'm sure in that conversation, Kyle mentioned to him. I believe in you. This is what I know is in you and what you're capable of. And you're not producing at that level. We need to see that in order for this team to be successful. And whatever that conversation ended up being, it lit a fire under B.A. that we have not seen go out yet. Um, Like you said, best receiver on the team, best route runner on the team. And I'm just looking up contracts right now, you know, looking at some teams that have two top wide receivers with high value contracts. You look at the Bucks with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You look at our division rival, the Seahawks, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You look at the Chargers with uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Williams, even though Keenan Allen may be uh, looking for a new home. But mm-hmm. it is possible. I don't think B.A. is going to command a contract that maybe a Jamar Chase will command or Justin Jefferson will command. Those guys will probably be at the top of the wide receiver market. I look for a guy like Justin Jefferson to reset the wide receiver market from what Devontae uh, Adams was able to do. Um, but I think we'll be able to find a suitable long-term deal um, where we have both Debo and B.A. under contract at the same time, and we move forward with those two guys as our wide receiver. So um, I'm glad they exercised the fifth-year option, um, and I'm looking forward to them figuring out a way to get it done. Yeah, very well said. I mean, it's it's. I mean, you want to keep the duel together as much as you can. I keep trying to tell people that Debo is not like, you know, he, he's a weapon. You know, you can utilize him, whatever. So he, he he slightly differs the wide receiver role because he's just able to be utilized. His contract though will expire and next year. I, I think it's one more year left on his deal. This is interesting because Jawan Jennings this is his last year. He's on that one year deal. Yeah. So let's bring it to the drafts because let's talk about the 49ers potentially drafting another wide receiver. Now there that's are a bunch cool. of there are a bunch of wide receivers that's going to be out there. It d- depends on like the style, the play. Do the 49ers go after a specific type of wide receiver? Do they go after the best wide receiver that's available? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Let's go backwards. Let's go Moles. And then we'll end with Peachy on this. Well, I'll end it. But Peachy, you'll go. Uh, I want to know if there's a wide receiver that you really like in this upcoming draft that potentially will fall to the San Francisco 49ers. Huh. Um, Only pick one, too. Y'all be cheating. <laughs> Who's got like 40? Uh, you know I do. Again, I think with this team, everything is on the table. Jeez. Everything is on the table. Um, so if you see a guy at 99 who you like, I think you go get him. For me, the type of wide receiver, especially particularly in this offense, um, we have the speed in Danny Gray. We have the size in Jawan Jennings. I want another route runner. Mm. I want a I know who Devontae I want. Adams, Keenan Allen, Brandon Ayuk type of route runner. It's great that we have B.A., but if we can have another guy that can just route you up 
and get open quickly. That good agility, quick feet, short area quickness can route you up and get open quickly. That's only going to help whoever the quarterback is here. Um, I like the kid from LSU. That's going to be my one. Uh, Kayshawn Bout from LSU. Booty. 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 Sorry. But, yeah, Kayshawn, LSU. Um, we know we know those LSU guys come to play. We know they know yeah. how to scout wide receivers there. Yes. Um, he is a, a he's a guy that is going to route you up. So yeah. that's my guy, and I, he could potentially be there at ninety nine. Well, did he did he participate in the uh, the combine? I don't see his. I don't see a forty time. I don't he, think he did. I think he he waited for the pro day. Okay, let me. Uh, I don't know LSU, if LSU had, had his pro day, day yet. All right. I'll look all that up right now. All right. No problem. All right. Fair. Did you have anybody different? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have two. Um, I had two guys within um, that range. Uh, my second was A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. Wake Forest. OK. Um, just feel like he's something that someone that we could throw in the slot. Someone that's going to be, you know, tough for that nickel corner to stay with. He can sit. He produced at a super high rate over there at Wake Forest. Um. Just would like to see what he would look like in the Shanahan offense. All right. Um, four four seven in the 40, 10 yards split, one five nine, vertical 35, broad jump, 11 1. Uh, they got him compared a comp to Devontae Parker. Uh, that's that's interesting. He's six three and a half inches tall, y'all. 198. It's a, it's a pretty big wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, smaller, smaller hands. Uh, I don't have his stats on me, so if you want to talk about what he actually did perform, I don't know if any of that really matters in college because it's a little different. <laughs> um, yeah. But I do like to see how well they test, mm-hmm. um, you know, at that combine. I look at hand size. I want to know if they were able to do the three-cone drill. Like, that's important. Um, he didn't do the three-cone, but that's okay. I mean, he's a pretty fast kid, Four four seven. I'll take that. I think that's Devo speed, if I'm not mm. mistaken. Yeah, so last so a thousand yard receiver the last two years. Okay. Um last year, eleven touchdowns, eighty-one receptions, one thousand ninety-six yards. Previous year, uh less catches. He had seventy-one receptions, but more yards. Uh t- one thousand two hundred and ninety-three yards with fifteen touchdowns. Mm. Uh, av- an average of eighteen point two yards per catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was going crazy. Mm. He was going crazy. All right. Uh, is he more of the, like, would he be more of a slot? Um, He could play outside, too, though. I mean, it's more, that's where they had him at Wake Forest. Yeah. Because, again, just the mismatch, his size, he's still pretty shifty at 6'3", 6'2". I think he's, well, they have him listed at, like, a little bit higher and taller in college. But I think he was, like, a legit 6'2", 6'3". Okay. Um, and definitely was super uh Agile and able to get around whoever they put in front of them and jumped high. There's a little bit of everything, honestly, over there at Wake Forest. And they had a really weird uh offense over there. They ran a mesh, which oh, is really? basically yeah, where they're where they're holding the ball yes. at the mesh point, waiting for you know your lineman or people to come yeah. upfield. Oh, yeah. And then they have all these wild one-on-one matchups, and he would just constantly abuse that one-on-one matchup. When they I feel do, that when that's they my that's my go-to Madden play when I can't go deep because they be cheating and they be putting all their joints. So I just play underneath football all day, you know? and you just put the the right guy on the right guy in yeah. the yards. Yeah, wow. He won a lot of one-on-one matchups. 
Uh, mm-hmm. PG, you got anybody in mind? Any wide receivers? Um, you can't pick any people from Ohio State because they going number. They going first round. Right. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're all going to be gone. Um. Yes, I do. Um. Ohio, but um. Cincinnati. Tyler Scott. Oh, I like Tyler Scott. He is a man. Uh. First of all, <laughs> his forty was a four four, and he's um. He's he's versatile, and what I like about him is he used to be a running back. Yeah. So so you know how Kyle likes those those versatile players where they can do different things. So um he he's he's fast, he's twitchy, he's a long strider. Even though he's just five nine, he still, you know, can get around. Um he tracks the ball well downfield, has a lot of great ball skills. The NFL better hope that we don't wind up with him. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm saying, because to have Debo and Ayuk and him, um it just would be unfair. For us to, now he may not exactly so keep he, he he may not even last that long i read on some things that they project him to be gone so it just depends on the teams you know what i'm saying like what the teams do with the other positions but yeah. i just was impressed by him because he's just really versatile he's very creative so you know kyle's eyes wide open look <laughs> at somebody who can do like multiple things and everything like that he can block a little bit i mean you know, so he does all these things. I don't have his comparison um, to the player in the NFL, but that's cool. We'll make one up. Uh, that's who I got at one point. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and if you guys are like, you know, on the on the screen below, we're talking about Brandon Ayuk. You know, we were talking about him and his fifth year option, and we're talking about how the 49ers can keep the wheels churning. And so the reason why we're talking about prospects at the wide receiver position is because two of these wide receivers that we have on our roster, guess what? This day last year. Yeah. Jawan Jennings last year, Ray Ray McLeod's last year. That's two slot guys mm-hmm. on a last year. So let's have this conversation. Mo's talked about getting a slot. Mo's, I got I'm a homer here because I'm gonna pick a homer guy. And his name is Ronnie Bell. And if you want us, he's a slow guy in the 40. Not slow, but he's 4-5. He don't play 4-5, though. And I think the thing that I like the most about Ronnie Bell is he could get open. And so that means he has quick feet. That means pay attention to his 20-yard shuttle. Super quick, like 4-1-5, right? So if you take that, you subtract it like, from the 40, blah, 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 blah. That's going to tell you that this kid's feet is quick. He can move. That's what I'm looking for. Plus, you get him for punt return. And guess what? We're going to be losing. If Ray Ray McLeod is on his way out, mm-hmm. you can replace that with Ronnie Bell. He has a couple of uh, return touchdowns and in college. Uh, the thing I like most about him is he plays big. So he's playing bigger than what he looks. He's only six feet tall, but the dude jumped like eight feet tall. So, like, you can throw him past. You can line him up outside. He wins his one-on-one matchups as well. I'm like, Mose, I'm looking for a guy in the slot. Because if you get the guy in the slot going early that means man you split that guy out out wide or whatever he's gonna be so deceptive he doesn't have to run a deep route down the field people they're gonna think he is but he doesn't have to he can still run out a post a quick a slant or whatever so i'm looking for a slant guy you got a quarterback like brock purdy he likes to slant it up and so if brock purdy's the guy that's going to be going I know it's the San Francisco Wolverines or whatever you want to call them, but it is what it is. I'm telling you, <laughs> Ronnie Bell will look nice in red and gold, y'all. 
and he can definitely slot it up. There's other wide receivers that I like over Ronnie Bell, but if we're talking about addressing the slot wide receiving position, this is a guy you don't have to teach the slot. That's what we were talking about. Mose brought that up. Shout out to Mose. And I mean, he's, a, he's explosive. He's got the one five two ten 10 yard split. Yeah. 38 and a half inch vertical, 10 foot broad jump, 20 shuttle is 415. Like, well, Mose, they think I'm lying. Said, I'm a homer. So I'm glad that you're reading the stuff and not me. <laughs> I tell you what, go check out Mo's Nose channel and he'll do a breakdown on these wide receivers that might fit with the 49ers. And then y'all could be like, all right. And then I'm gonna be like, I said the same shit. Y'all just don't want to listen to me. Did the beat button go, or did that that don't matter after an hour? <laughs> it's an hour into the are still watching, they got issues. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, guys, so we're just talking about possibly how we're gonna keep the wheels turning. I know we got Danny Gray, but he's one of a kind, right? right? And Mo said it earlier, we don't need to replace speed with speed. I like Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia. That's a fast kid. Uh, bigger fast kid too kind of like remind you of a DK Metcalf type of his his stature there's Jonathan Mingle out of Ole Miss it's another kid that could come in here and do some stuff and the Niners actually met with him so that's a possible uh, you know what I'm saying you know signing uh, uh, drafting prospect so there's a bunch of players out there that the 49ers might look into but for Brandon Ayuk, this is great, great, great news. Hopefully, he gets this fifth-year tag. That means he will be fine and good to go come next year. The 49ers can figure it out, you know, going into next year. Because there's only one scenario that they need to figure out, and that's Nick Bosa. But have no fear because Lynch said we'll get it done. He said it's going to take a long time, though. He did say it was going to take mm-hmm. time. It's going to take time. Oh, but he's going to get every dollar. He's going to get every dollar from the National <laughs> Secured Reserve Army Bank, yep. whatever the shit is. <laughs> <laughs> Better not be going to that one out in the West Coast. Stay away from that one. Oh, yeah. Stay far know. away from that one. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yep. But, All right. Let's carry on. We'll have another conversation. Let's talk about <laughs> uh, John Lynch talked about Colton McKivitz being the starter at right tackle. Let's get your thoughts on this because I'm just curious to know how you guys are feeling. Uh, I was talking to Jason earlier and he told me that, you know, McKivitz isn't making tackle money. And mm-hmm. so that doesn't mean he's a lock. Now, this still doesn't mean he's a lock. It's just saying that right now, this is the guy that they're in on. Somebody can come and move them away. They can draft a player. They can bring in another player. Matt Pryor might work out. Leroy Watson on the roster might pan out. Jalen Moore might take a leap of step of a faith. He might be better. I don't know, but right now they're high on Colton McKivitz. What are your guys' thoughts on McKivitz? Let's start with Peachy. We'll end with most. I think that um I like McKivitz at that position. I mean, for now. I don't I don't know if it's gonna be if it might it might be McKivitz, but I know a lot of people are are high on that of him him starting. At that, I mean, the only way that it wouldn't be is if somebody beat him out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, yeah. But like I said, unless somebody beats him out. All right. Uh, fair. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a little leery of mm-hmm. this. Um, 
as I was last year at center, right? I had yeah. the same same situation, I felt like, where, you know, the Niners are forcing someone down my throat and telling me that this is the player that they love and he's played so well in practice. But we've actually seen it a little bit with, with McKivitz. We've it seen is. him come in and be very serviceable at times when people were hurt. And we've seen him, you know, be a people mover where, you know, he takes you from point A to point Z and, and, and does it well. He you know, it supposedly has slimmed down a little bit to get his feet a little better. That was one of the issues they were saying with him. Like his feet weren't weren't all the way under him and he, he had slow foot speed. But if he's slimming down and he's looking to really solidify himself as the right tackle, you know, at this point, I'm gonna give um the 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 Niners organization, Kyle Shanahan and them the the plus here and just go with what they're saying because they proved me wrong last year at center. And I hope they do it again this year with mm. McKivitz. Like that. I like that conversation. That's another conversation we're going to have. Yeah. Uh, Mose. Now, Fair, you said he's slimming down. ESPN has him listed as 66301. Mm. So is 301 the slim down version? Or yeah, I thought that's down that's from that. No, I thought he was in playing like a couple years ago at like 315. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I know last year he did, this past year he didn't play that much, but uh, I thought the previous year he was around the 2021. He played a lot more because of the injuries due to Trent Williams, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't think he was prepared to do that because they originally thought he was going to be playing more inside, mm-hmm. so he was a little heavier to play inside. And now he that he's at tackle, he's right. Right. they guard. did draft exactly. him as a guard. They did draft yeah. him as a guard. He was drafted as a guard, right? Uh, but they were going to convert him to tackle. Yeah. I, I do remember that. Because he was potentially going to be the tackle if we didn't trade for Trent Williams, right? I remember. Right. Yeah. Here's here's my thought on it. Um, while he has stepped in and played admirably, what I heard when we drafted Colton McKivitz was he was mean. He had a nasty streak. Mean streak. Right? He had a certain kind of dog in him that you want to see from your offensive lineman. We him being drafted for to the 49ers he kind of got compared to an Alex Boone right he's got mm. that mean streak in him that nastiness i've yet to see that same so i don't mind it if i can see that dog that they told me about if right. i can get that mean streak that nasty streak even if it come with a couple of penalties early on because you're setting the expectation that this not going to be an easy day I don't care if you uh, a a rookie or if you Aaron Donald. It's not going to be an easy day. Even if you get some wins, it's not going to be an easy day. It's going to be a fight. So I don't mind it if I'm starting to see that dog that they told me he had. And maybe that comes with confidence. Maybe that comes with reps. That comes with snaps. That comes with him getting comfortable in a position and doing it consistently. Um, So if we can see that dog, then I'm all for it. I mean, his dad used to make like these like crazy roadkill hats. Like he need to be wearing that coming into the stadium to scare some folks off. If that's the case, like come in, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, like blood, blood yeah, still dripping, dripping from his flies flying forehead. around it, like all yeah, of that. Man. Like bring bring that wave into the daggone in the stadium. That's what I want to see. I, like I, Leo I, and the Revenant fighting bears and stuff. Yeah, like, let it well, ride. Well, well, I think it's there. I think it's it's in him, um, and I think now is the chance for him to take you know a hold of this opportunity to be who he is. You know when you're when you have 
you when you have the silverback, you know damn well you're not taking his job. But when you're in there, you better live damn well up to the to to his status, because if not, man, you know that's that's bad. That's bad. And yeah. so I feel like against the Rams, he played really well. What was that the last game of the year? Uh, Trent Williams didn't play one of them games. Trent played in the playoffs, but didn't play the last game. The game Ambry Thomas got the interception, I believe. And I believe Colton McKivitt's ass was out there playing left tackle. And so he does have some, some starts under his belt. Not enough football. I get where Moses coming from. I think it's in him, though. It's not a dog. It's a different type of animal. It's probably related to a dog, but it's it's a nasty type of an animal. I think it comes out because now he has the opportunity to put his stamp on this 49ers offense. And so it's up to him. It's it's up to McKivitz. And I tell you what, he's not playing for much. So that means he's going to want to play for a contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, this kid is playing for peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Yep. So he he's going to go out there and be like, all right, two-year deal. $4 million, whatever the deal is, cool, no problem. I got plenty of years. I could probably play this game. Offensive linemen play the longest out of any next to certain quarterbacks, certain quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. They play a long time. And so this could be one of those things to where he plays well. He prices his ass right on up out of here, just like everybody else did. And I'm okay with that. If you end up playing to that potential and you're playing that well that we can't afford you, right. that means we got you on a great contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For two right. years. And that's why I think the Niners are high on this because it's I don't look at it as them shopping at the dollar store. No, they drafted him. Yeah. They drafted him. They drafted him for a reason. This kid was drafted even after trading. They were going to draft him regardless. But after they, they made the trade for Trent, he was still a draft pick. That lets me know that they had something in mind. Chris Forster had something in mind. So we'll we'll see. We're going to see how this pans out. Let's get to the nitty-gritty of the show, uh, the quarterback competition, because that's what everybody wants to talk about. That's what this show is about. Uh, I do want to play a video clip, if you guys don't mind, and then we'll go ahead and break down this competition. But John Lynch spoke briefly about the quarterbacks, the quarterback situation. Uh, he didn't touch too much on the other quarterbacks. He talked more about Brock. There were more questions asked about Brock. They wanted to know about his recovery and things like that. But he did have something to say about Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold. Here's a small snippet of it. Let's check it out. When Brock's ready, is, is he your starting quarterback, or is there a, yeah. a process of I think Brock has earned the right with the way he played, that he's probably the leader in the clubhouse at that. You know, I'll let Kyle make those kind of decisions, but I know when we talk, I think Brock's probably earned that right to be the, be the guy if we were to line up. He'd probably take that first snap and um, really excited about where Trey is at with his uh, progress from his injury. Uh, he's been working really hard and I uh, love the opportunity to be able to bring in Sam Darnold and his skill set. We think it's a really good fit and uh, so we like that. We like that room a lot. All right. So um, Brock Purdy, uh, he, he said some pretty hefty, uh, you know, bams. You know what I'm saying about Brock Purdy. Um, let's talk about that statement about him being the leader uh, in the clubhouse. Uh, I want to know what you guys think that means first and foremost. Okay, can I can I please go first? Because Lord have mercy. Okay, first of all, I want to say one thing. I have seen people get waxed on Twitter about this. Probably, let me tell you something. I don't 
don't care about the word properly. I couldn't give a damn about the word properly. That means nothing to me. I don't care about probably whatever. What they are telling you is that they want Brock Purdy to be QB1. They want Brock Purdy to be the starter. They, they want Brock Purdy to be the leader. That's all that is saying. I, so you guys that are stuck on this probably, and I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, it, that means nothing to me. Lynch was talking, and what happened is he probably, like he normally does, talk too much is probably what happened today. It's probably what happened today. He ran his mouth too much because that's what he always does, <laughs> which is why Kyle does not like for him to answer questions without him being right there beside him because this is what happens all the time. They want Brock Purdy. That's why later on in that, when he's talking about the fact that 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 their goal is for him to be ready by training camp. They want Brock Purdy to be the starter for the San Francisco 49ers going into 2023 season. Hold That's up. what they want. Let's put a pause on this real quick because John Lynch said that. And then there was a follow-up question and then he tried to renege well, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if he'll be ready by training camp. Of course, you guys paying attention to what's really like what's going down. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'll, I'll go next because I agree with Peach because that was where I was going with it. Yeah, let's do it. And you remember a couple seasons ago where they was talking about there was a probable a possible rift between Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Yes. And to piggyback off of what Peachy said, he threw the probably in there because he was talking too much, but then. And it was very, very subtle. Do you see how he threw Kyle under the, that bus too? See, I missed that. After, because after he said, you know, he's probably the leader in the clubhouse. You know, I'll let Kyle make that decision. That decision. But, after conver- but no, it wasn't that. But after conversations we've had, yeah. it sounds like yeah. he's the leader in the clubhouse. So basically what he's saying is when I talk to Kyle, everything that I'm getting from Kyle sounds like, He's the leader in the clubhouse. So this is coming from Kyle. It's not coming from me. Mm-hmm. So to piggyback off of what PG said, that's why Kyle don't want him to say nothing. Media trained or not, because he get too excited in them rooms and he want to use his Brig Stanford brain and he start talking too much. And now all of a sudden he got to throw the word in probably. And now he subliminally threw Kyle under the bus and he didn't even have to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is why when there's rumors, oh, there's a rift between Kyle and John, and then there got to be all this media PR to say, no, there's not. We work well together. I'm sure they work well together, but just like anybody who works well together and who works closely together, sometimes you clash heads, and this is probably why they clash heads. It happens. It happens on every job. There's a there's a <laughs> boss, and then there's a boss. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and then there's there's ro- ro- roles within the boss ship. So so let me just explain that Kyle Shanahan, even though he's the head coach, he's literally the head the boss. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. The biggest boss that you've seen thus yes. far. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So I just want to make sure people understand that. I know, I know. Uh, John Lynch uh, is is the general manager, mm-hmm. but he just has a job. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring it down even easier. Uh, General managers 
usually have some say-so in the head coach getting fired. It will be the opposite. If Kyle wants Lynch oh, yeah. gone, yeah, Lynch will be gone. Hey, and, and Kyle, and, and, and I'll tell you another, Lynch can't get Kyle fired. It's no, not no. happening. No. It's not happening. No. So this is not a normal GM head coach relationship here. Um, we have a different dynamic here at San Fran. And like Mose and Peachy both just said, uh, Lynch got a little excited, man. We know he get Twitter thumbs when he get excited and saying, y'all want some more juice? Y'all want, <laughs> like he starts doing a little crazy stuff when he's at church tweeting out stuff that he ain't supposed to be tweeting. We, we've seen this story before from Kyle. We, we I mean, um, from from John Lynch, man. And, you know, I just think he got a little ahead of his skis. He said he's the leader in the clubhouse. And I think I don't know who it was. Somebody in the chat said that's like a, a, a golf reference. And that's what that is. But in golf, there's multiple rounds. But so here, here's here's the here's the definition, because I'm glad you brought that up. But you can continue. But I, I want to get this out here. So that was Let it fly. Point. Uh, has the lowest scores. He says, do you know who the leader in the clubhouse is? In a golf tournament, it's actually quite easy and an easy term to understand. So it's the person that has the lowest score. Yep. Right. Yep. And so is in golf, that's the best. You're doing the best. Exactly. So yes. when you score the sheet, Brock Purdy is doing the best. He has the yes. lowest score. Correct. Correct. All right. And so so that's that's what this is. Uh he used the golf term in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can still use that analogy, right? We could go sure. there. Um, we could say that, you know, Brock has had more holes that he's played at. True. He's he had has had more minutes. attempts yep. to be able to be the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, now, sure. there, there's an opportunity for Trey to make up some headway. He did speak about that, though. So let's not throw let's not throw Lynch all the way under the bus. Right, right. Because he did sit there and say... You know he's gonna be able to get in here early, and 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 you know you know have some time. So OTAs right. and things like that. You know rookie mini camp, like all that type of stuff. Trey's gonna be in the vicinity in the uh, vicinity to be able to participate. Uh, where to? Because Brock can't. Brock cannot participate unless he's cleared by the team doctors, which probably won't happen uh, for a long time. You know from now. And so this is Trey's time to make up that headway. Good, good point. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what it all um, ends up being. I, I'm not, I, I'm, I don't think that any one of them, Kyle included, are putting all their eggs in one basket at this point. They don't want to first off. I think they're going to continue to try to light a fire under Trey. To show yeah. him that it's open comp- competition, so he yeah. brings it a hundred percent every single time he's out there, and it's really on him, man. If he's able to do enough in training camp, then cool. But if not, guess what? We got a QB one waiting. We just need him to be uninjured. That's yeah. all. So it, it's this is going to be very interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I don't know why this is bothering me, yo. I, I can't. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. How, what am I trying to say? Would, would we, would Kyle be doing the same thing if this was a different quarterback? Mm. Because, because at the end of the day, we know what Trey Lance hasn't been able to do. Right. We understand. I, I can't call the kid injury prone if he got freaking hit 
like running the ball. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not injury prone. That's just a freak play. It happened, blah, 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 blah. I can't yeah. call him injury prone when he made a throw and his fucking hand hit the helmet of another player. That's not injury prone. These are like freak injuries that just happen out of nowhere, bro. Like playing football. Like, you know, uh, but he has gotten injured. He has been injured since he's been a 49ers quarterback. I feel like a lot of people are utilizing that and putting that to the forefront. Oh, he's an injury prone quarterback. He is not Jimmy Garoppolo. No. Let's make this clear. He's he's not on that trajectory. Mm-mm. But why are we not talking about Brock Purdy getting injured? Thank you. This is second injury that Thank we you. know of. First one was an oblique. He was throwing the ball nice mm-hmm. until he got that oblique injury. Then he started being off and late and missing throws. Accuracy started to be a little bit off a little bit. Yes. Probably due to the injury and the obliques. For sure. He, now he messed up his elbow. I get what you're saying that that all Kyle Shanahan don't want to let everybody know that we're all in on Brock, we're all in on Trey, blah, 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 blah. But this is the first time that Kyle Shanahan's even talking quarterback competition. Mm. There was no competition last year. There was no competition the year Trey first came here. He made it clear that it was Jimmy's team. That's right. I'm all for competition, so don't get it twisted. I'm I'm down for that. That's dope. But it sucks that we got to light an, a fire under Trey Lance's ass like he did something wrong. Mm. The kid just got injured, bro. And sis. And everybody else watching. That's the yeah. only thing that happened to Trey Lance. Other than that, why he got to get the fire lit in his ass? If anybody got a fire lit in their ass is Sam Darnold. He on his third team. <laughs> right. Yeah. I... Um, another thing is that I also think in, and I've, I think I talked to all you guys about this at least once. I think it's unfair that Trey has not had the opportunity to, to be out there with this particular 49ers team that we have on offense now with all of these players that we have out there, you know, Christian McCaffrey with, with these other players that were missing whenever Trey was out there, the whatnot there, not to mention, we don't even know, like, in that first game, because I heard, I saw a lot of people that were bringing up, you know, Brock would have played better in that huge storm in Chicago. Really? <laughs> Do you know that? Because unless he's done it, you don't know how he would have looked in that game. Well, how do they know that he was going to do that? The offensive line was fucking trash. Exactly. Breezy, I was, just a, I was just about to say that. Trey they, Lance started the season with Michael McGlinchey, who wasn't 100%. Right. Uh, right. Spencer Burford, who was a rookie, mm-hmm. Aaron Banks, who really hadn't gotten any snaps. Basically, was a rookie. Elijah and, Mitchell got hurt. Elijah Mitchell got hurt, and and Jake Brindle is taking his first real snaps. By the time Brock got in, all of them dudes had enough snaps and enough reps to find a rhythm and, and some continuity. Yeah, and some continuity. So let and I, the addition of CMC that nobody's mm. talking about. All of us. Right. You want to know why Jimmy got more accurate? CMC. You want to know why Brock was highly accurate? Because he had a fallback. Who was the fallback yeah. when Trey was in there? I'm just saying, be fair. Wait, we got a question about this situation, too. So let me get yes. this pulled up uh, because this is a, a very good question. I don't know the answer, Terrence. Honestly, I, I, I don't <laughs> do. But it seems like there was. Did Trey have a different playbook than Jimmy and Purdy? In my opinion, it seems like Purdy was running the same plays as Jimmy G, but Trey didn't have that option. If you mm. saw it, and I saw it, mm-hmm. and everybody on this panel saw it. Yep. It still doesn't mean it's right, but we what we saw was real. Like, like what we saw was real because that's what it was. 
I didn't see any quarterback runs up the middle for Jimmy Garoppolo. Matter of fact, if y'all watch my Madden streams, y'all got pissed off because I kept forgetting to, to change the playbook. Yeah. <laughs> because every time Jimmy took a snap, it was up the middle, he would fumble because it was Trey Lance's playbook. So I think there were two different playbooks. Do you guys agree, disagree? Yeah. I just, yeah. that's what it looked like. I don't even think there's an argument from anyone that can look at the games and say that the playbook is the same. Right. It, it 100% is a different playbook. Right. Trump, Trump was running read options. Right. Nobody and that, and maybe that. not a different playbook. Let me change that. The game plan on game day was completely different for what plays were an option to be called. Yeah. yeah the they, playbook they, is they, the playbook. playbook. I agree. A, a com, completely different playbook may be, you know, hyperbole. But, different, but yeah. a modified playbook? Oh, correct. Okay. Correct. I was going to say that. But yep. that's a different play. Those are different plays, right? Because yeah. there's Definitely. an option plays in there for Trey, who, in my opinion, last year, like, was the first year he was running read options. Y'all, y'all he didn't do that shit in college. No. Y'all keep talking no. about y'all watch film. Y'all don't watch film. Y'all, y'all didn't watch the film. And and North Dakota State, he didn't run no damn read options. Yeah, his he, was runs, running, he was running right over people. His, yeah, his, like his his runs were designed runs. Designed, designed. were like QB powers, QB yeah. dives, like which or, or a lot of them ones that he broke when he got out of pocket and just right. Off. Nobody was right. open. It was just like I'm out. Yeah, right. And look, all I'm saying is, I'm all for a competition. I want to make this clear. And I think there's another question in here, too, that I wanted that was highlighted. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Niners underscore Nation. Say both are fully healthy. It's your mm. choice. Who do you start, Purdy or Lance, and why? Who wants to go first? Uh, not me. Go ahead, Moles. Y'all some chicken shits. <laughs> All right, man. Honestly, you go first. All right, I'll go me, first. Oh, Moles no, got it. You, no, you got it. Go yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking Trey Lance, and I'm taking okay. Trey Lance for the simple fact that uh, he offers me the deep ball. I, I Kyle doesn't run it a lot in his offense, but I've watched film of Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk can run a go route. He has enough speed and is a great route runner. He can run a go route and get open. We have to figure out how to use Danny Gray. We mm. know Debo, because of his athleticism, he can win jump balls at the highest point because of his athleticism. And Trey Lance has the arm strength to push the ball down the field. I want that element in our offense to continue to open things up over the middle for George Kittle and to continue to open things up in the run game. I like Brock Purdy, but he does not have the same arm strength that Trey Lance has. And for that reason, I want to go with Trey Lance. And I don't want to take up too much of it, but I also need to see Trey Lance in more than one or two games. Mm -hmm. I need to see him for six straight games, Mm -hmm. eight straight games, 10 straight games. If I can see him for a whole season and evaluate what we have, then I can make an informed decision. But we don't have that yet. Right. And we spent too much money, too much capital on this player to not have the necessary information that we need to make an informed decision. I'm going with Trey. Anybody else disagree with that? Um, me. Okay. I would like to know. I, I, the, the why is, um, what I've already seen. I, although look, I agree with what Moses is saying, right? Uh, we don't, I it's feel like Trey could potentially give us the higher ceiling. Yeah. We're back. To but that. I don't think our ceiling is that far right now with Brock. 
I don't know if we're capped off. We're scoring 35-plus a game right now with Brock there. It's one of those if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. Now, don't get me wrong. We might be able to score 40 a game with Trey. We don't know. Right. If he reaches his potential, we may be scoring 40 every game and the defense don't have to shut shut people down every single game. However, again, like I've seen it multiple times where this dude is manipulating the pocket, you know, extending plays, making the right read, getting the ball out quick. And, you know, the playmakers are making plays. You don't have to do too much craziness uh, with the, the type of playmakers that we have. And I feel like, you know, just based off of the sample size of both quarterbacks, I know that Trey's is much smaller than Brock's. I understand that. But based on what I've seen, I feel like right now it isn't broke. So why do we got to fix it? Give me 35 a game. I can dig it. I mean, I, I'm I'm going with the Brock. Uh, if Brock was healthy, he'd be starting quarterback. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. Uh, we would be mad talking about well, what are we gonna do with Trey? I mean, I think if Brock was healthy, Trey would be would have would be on his way out for real, for real. Like I I think they would find a way to move him, uh, try to regain or recoup something in capital for Trey Lance. They they can probably sell water to a well, they'll get something for him. Uh and do right by him. I, I think that's kind of like how the situation would be. I'm kind. I'm, I I agree with what Moses is saying. I would like to see the different, you know, you know, the different, the different right. thing. Like you know what I'm saying. Trey could do different things, uh, but we saw Brock and his mobility. Uh, we saw him try to attempt the ball down the field. It's just not there. And we were we were beating teams. We were beating good defenses with the Kyle Shanahan underneath pass, short, quick game route. It's kind of like what works in the NFL because Kyle is scheming people open to do certain things. Brock getting the ball out quicker. It looked like he even got the ball out quicker than Jimmy. Mm. Um, And you're hoping like that Brock, like healthy year two, let's say he was healthy going into year two. You're hoping the defenses don't figure it out. Like that's what you're hoping. You don't know. We don't know. But we're hoping that the defenses don't figure out Brock because he has flaws. He has weaknesses. And that's what the defense, guess what he doesn't do? He's not going to force defenses to play 11 on 11 football. So that means they're going to always find a way to stack the box and take away the run and force Brock to make a play. I don't know if that's what you want to do all the time, but that's what you're getting from Brock Purdy. Peachy, I saw your hand up. No, that's fine. You you actually said what I was going to say whenever it was my turn. So. You you said that exactly. I was going to say, what happens whenever the defenses figure this out and he's more of like a one-trick you know, player, the way that it goes, whereas Trey is a lot more versatile and there's more different things that he can do. Um, if one thing doesn't work out, then he can rely on something else. That's the only thing that I was going to say. If the defenses do happen to figure it out, once to stack the box and then something happens and he cannot push the ball down the field and things like that, then we're going to have us another Jimmy Garoppolo situation on our hands which is why we've been short, short, um, sorry, had a shortcoming to get to our goal, which is to win a Super Bowl. That's all that I was going to say about that. Trey, 49ers drafted Trey because they wanted another element. They wanted, they they looked around and saw what was missing. So they they wanted a player that they believe in time would be able to provide that extra that you need. So when teams do figure out what you're doing, then you can rely on something else besides just that. So like you said, let's hope, you know, that they don't 
figure it out or that Kyle can keep scheming and, you know, doing the things that he's doing. And because Brock does, you know, um, is good up at putting points, you know, uh, on the board better than Jimmy, that we can, you know, keep riding that wave to our goal, which is to win a Super Bowl. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, uh, you know, how it pans out going forward. Uh, but, you know, he's the leader in the clubhouse as of right now, injured mm. too, which is weird. Because what he said was if and when he's healthy, he's the leader in the clubhouse. Right. So, like, to me, that's just like, damn, like, even, like, if and when he's healthy, like, that's like, all right, cool. So, like, this is the guy. This is the guy you want to rock with. And so for a guy like Trey Lance or Sam Darnold, and I and see for me, I feel like the the mindsets of Sam Darnold and Trey Lance might slightly be different. Like mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's on a on a on a team trying to make a team, trying to revive his career, yep. do things a little bit different. I don't think he's thinking about being a starting quarterback, but if he gets the opportunity, he's gonna probably go in there and do what he does. Whereas Trey Lance is like, I'm about to beat all these motherfuckers out. Like they just yeah. don't know. And I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, I know that's his mentality. I like that. I know it. It's got to be. It's got to be his mentality. It sucks. He's he's faced with adversity, but it's life. You know what I mean? Like, it's life. It it, it is what it is. Um, but so we'll see. I'm not saying Brock Purdy's gonna take a huge decline going into year two, but it's sophomore slump, and they usually slump at quarterback position and. Like, that's just the tall tale of the NFL. Like, I don't care how quick he can process plays and, and whatever like that. Defenses are made to process them even quicker. And so, now, and you're talking about a kid coming back from an elbow surgery, too. We didn't even factor that in there. So, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. It is what it is, but he's the leader of the clubhouse. That's what's going down right now. John Lynch, and it seems like the team is high in on Brock Purdy, but he's also... Happy that Trey Lance is here. And he said he's, he's chomping at the bit. Like, he he wants to get out there. He wants to prove this, prove that. I'm all for it. I did want to make mention because someone said, I think it was Mimi, she was like, it, you know, if he's running the options, he has the option to pass. You're right or run. You're 100% correct. I think the issue is Trey Lance never did that shit before. And so yeah. him trying to learn it mm-hmm. and do it at the same time, it's a little difficult. You guys coach football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you got a quarterback that hasn't necessarily, he understands the concept of option, but when you get put out there and defenses start giving you different looks, it changes a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Especially when they know you can, when they know that what your tendencies are, they start reading your tendencies. They play tricks with you. You may see someone crash one play, the next play they fake like they're crashing and stop right in the in the middle of your read. Like they do a bunch of different things. They may send some, they may have him crash and send a blitzer right behind him to cover you. There's a bunch of different things that they do to confuse the quarterback on that read. So yeah, it, it's, it's something that, you know, it takes some time to develop. I'm sure that, you know, had Trey not gotten injured throughout the season, he would have looked much better doing the read option. And it would have been a lot more big plays. Like when we saw Debo break one, like just the threat of Trey's legs keeps defenders honest. Yeah, they have to, you have to play 11 on 11 with Trey. And that's another thing, like I said, I'm not, you know, knocking the fact of Trey being able to start at, at quarterback thinking it's a bad idea. I'm cool with it. It's just more like, again, going back to, 
what I've already seen and what I know. Um, just definitely think that it's we're, we're in good hands as long as my boy's arm is all right. I think uh, what what is going to be funny this week is owners meetings is watching Kyle trying to come in and clean up what Leach said <laughs> when they talk to him later in the week. <laughs> I be I, it's going to be funny, but I, I, I got a fun. Yeah, never mind. I, I don't know what the hell is going to go down. Just I'm so tired of talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just want one year where we just have a quarterback and a backup. That's yeah. it. Right. Right. You know. I mean, and that might man, be next year. I just, it just sucks that it's not this year, bro. It's not because it's, it's like, damn, like, I want to talk about how we're going to improve this team and, and contend for a championship. And now we got to bring in all these quarterbacks because we worried about quarterbacks getting, why are we worried about quarterbacks getting injured? No other team is worried about three or four quarterbacks on a roster, bro. Nope. <laughs> why, why is that us? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, why? Why? All that I'm living. I was thinking of that J.D. Kiss and Anthony Hamilton song, Why? Why they got to do this? Yes. Yes. How to do me like that? I'm just curious to know, like, why we got to go through this. I guess it's a San Francisco thing. Uh, Let's do final thoughts. Let's get on up out of here. I think we got one more contribution. Uh, Let's read. I think it's from Gammon. Let's get that up there real quick for one more time. Oh, oh, we talk about music. Oh, panel, Pterodome brought up 90s R&B portraits hit song title. Here we go. Here we go again. Yo, I got to add that to my set. I don't even know why I don't do that. Uh, what are your favorite forgotten 90s R&B artists and song? We got to take this. We'll, we'll answer it, but I definitely want to talk about this on the Discord. Uh, yes. Peachy, you go first. Forgotten. 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 Oh, I got one. I got one. Gotten. Nobody going to get this either. That's tough. Oh, I got I need a second. I got one. Oh, wow. Forgotten. <clears throat> I know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I listen to so much of it that like... I know. That's I'm what I'm saying. Gonna, like, I'm I don't only going to talk about the stuff that I, that I know and that I like. It. Forgotten? Mm. Fair. Go ahead. Um, you got to hear Serato. Tony Thompson. I want to <laughs> love like that. Wow. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I want to right. love like that. Right. I want a baby girl yeah. like you. I met him. I well, I met the whole group. But yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. Over and over. What was um what was the group he was in? Um High oh Five. Goodness. High Five, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he passed away at a young age. age. Oh, I have one. Okay. Um shoot, I just had it too. Uh trailer Renz. Mm. Really? Someone to hold. Oh, that's fire. Is that the dude that sang with Mariah Carey? Yes. 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 That is still her backup singer. <laughs> Dang, he like 90. <laughs> it's not 90. He, he he's still singing backup. It just must it must have didn't work out for him on his solo. He just, just sing backup. But he gets um he's one of the highest paid backups in like oh yes, yeah, you know, she she's almost a billionaire. So he's oh, yeah. like right. <laughs> oh, it's Same. a job oh. for one hundred percent. Mo's, uh, right. I like that one. Who, who you going? With? He said forgotten. So forgotten, he, yeah, that was forgotten. For, the first two have been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. for sure. Now you can't say Candy Rain because everybody know that. Everybody, everybody knows. Know that. Everybody know that. I look, Callie got a good one. That Tony Terry, mm-hmm. when I'm with you. 
Oh, but I love they that know song. that that's not for That's a big time song. That's not yeah. me. That's why I was right because I was singing it in my head. Yeah, I, I don't have one, bro. You. That's, hey, oh, that, that's fire. That's my jam. Fire. All right. Uh, when I'm with you by Tony Thierry or mm. People Bryce's Can You Stand the Ring? I mean, People Bryson. Yeah, we can you it had to be People baby. Bryson, man. That song oh, is amazing. Yeah. I can face yeah. another day. Yeah. I give anything to see the sun again. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's Only more, you that's can stop these tears. Oh, he put the ring in there. I can face another day. <laughs> I thought he was, I thought he, he was going to go the whole show and forget know, about right? that. Ring. <laughs> What is wrong with us, yo? Wow. All right, Moe, you got you to give us one. I don't have one, bro. Really? I'll go, and maybe one will pop up for you. Um, are any of you guys familiar with the movie called Strictly Business? Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. A song on that soundtrack by an artist by the name of Jeff Red. It was called You Called and Told, told Me that you wanted to leave. Leave. Hey. hey, hey. So, yo, that song's hard. That song's hard. That's Uncle Hard. That's Uncle Hard. That's Uncle Hard. So, that Moses searching. <laughs> searching, yo. It's got to be Horror. 90s RB. Hey, yo. 90s RB. Now, this is definitely not R- 90s RB, but. Come on now. I was stroking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do with. That's my jam. I, got one. I was stroking, man, I got for one. real. Because I was thinking most. about I was thinking about some of my favorite 90s movies. Okay. And one of my favorite 90s movies, and thank you, Breeze, because you brought up like movies and soundtracks and stuff. Soundtracks was hitting in the 90s, bro. Oh yeah. Mo Mo Money. Oh, I know Damon what you're gonna Wayans. say. I okay. He had a- Karen, I know what song it is. Karen Wheeler, I adore you. Yes. I adore you. Yeah, that was a fire joint right there. That soundtrack was amazing. Every crazy was crazy. Wow. Well, listen, that one, but that one don't get the respect. So it doesn't. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't get the respect. It definitely money can't buy you love. Love, yes. I love love that soundtrack. (laughs) Yes, that was awesome. I tell y'all what, Ralph. <laughs> we can continue this conversation on the Discord, the Discord. for free. Yeah, because I got right. another topic. All you got to do is click the link. All right. Yep. Uh, it's in the description of the show. It's also probably in the live chat. Let's do final thoughts. Let's get up out of here. It's been great rocking with the Nitty Gritty Crew on this Monday evening. All right. Um, oh my gosh. I, it's funny because I don't know any other songs from Ralph Tresvant other than Sensitivity. That's the that's only it. one I know. That's this one. That's this one is Sensitivity. That's I it. I don't even yeah, know this one. I don't know this one. No, that's what we no. were just singing. That's what Breezy, we were just singing. Breezy said that Stone Cold Gentleman doesn't count. And I'm like, yes, it does. Because it was Ralph, Ralph Tresvant and Bobby Brown. That's right. Ralph Tresvant, Bobby Brown. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> Final thoughts. I'm done talking. I'm just going to oh, say goodbye. Speaking of which, one more. Speaking of Bobby Brown, the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack oh, on do our that. own. Don't do that. That was fire. <laughs> that was awesome. Two, so I, to head he was, way, he was way better on the Ghostbusters. <laughs> the, yeah, it was the Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. Right. Arguably the best song ever on um, one of those type of older that was a soundtracks. Rap mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Best rap ever. 
on one of those soundtracks. Look at this, y'all. Look at this. Something Vanilla Ice. He needs me with Ninja Turtles. Ninja Rap. Go oh, ninja, yeah. go ninja, 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 go. Go, go ninja, go ninja, go ninja. No, I wasn't go. doing that joint in ninja. ninja, ninja, rat, ninja, ninja, rat. rat. <laughs> Yo, you that was can't hard. tell me mm-hmm. y'all wasn't doing that in 92. All right, listen, I was. let's take it to the Discord. We'll have some fun over there. The, the link is in the chat. Uh, <laughs> we talk, all, we talk music. It's not just R&B, it's just that. There's a lot of black people in there. We just listen to R&B, but listen. <laughs> no, because we got our other brothers in there, too. They, But here's the thing. They talk about R&B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody talks about R&B I, in there. Hold up, PG. I tried to start a rock. I said, list y'all three favorite rock songs, mm-hmm. right? And then because went I was left. feeling rock that day. Nah, I was just rocking out. Nobody like, responded. Nah. Nope. Nobody responded. <laughs> Nobody, nobody responded. Yeah. Like, uh, speaking of which, while we're all in here, because a lot of the people that are on Discord in here, y'all need to go into the TV section because I want to know which Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel Air was your favorite. And I it put was, it in there. It was the dark skin one. It was dark skin Aunt Viv. It was right, the dark but skin. Was, you guys need to go in there because that's what I put in there because I want to know. I have somebody who said both for different reasons because they felt sorry for um, Daphne Reed because of the position that she was put into. See, I don't. So they had story. to, you know. So they picked both, but it was definitely, you know, um, Janet Huber. It was definitely I, the first one. I'm mad, Peach. You know their names, and I don't know the story, but the light skin <laughs> and Viv is still eating because she on the new joint right now. So she, yes. she, she, yeah. she on the yeah. So she, she brought her back yeah. for that one. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I do want to end on this question. So I say okay. no final thoughts. This is our final thoughts. Brunel right. Jacobs, thank you for this question. Uh, let's say Trey balls out, mm. balls, and has a great year next season. Yep. What do you think? What do you think will happen with Brock? This is the. This is the. I'm not answering you, this question. You hold. You hold him as a backup. Yeah. In case Trey gets hurt. He costs you a unless, dollar. Un, unless somebody comes in with an offer that you can't refuse. Now, what would be that though, most? Because you got. I mean, you, he was he was the last pick in the seventh round. If somebody offers you a first, oh yeah. Even if they, but even if they don't offer you a first, if somebody offers you a second round pick what for Brock Purdy, third round pick for Brock Purdy, no, who's coming. I'll off take that too. Yeah, because he I'm ain't not. played this year. Yeah, like I was thinking the same thing. I just wanted to see if we was on the same level. Lois, I'm taking the second. Personally, I, I feel you. But it's still I, a flip. I, don't get me wrong. You flip a seven. I mean, it, it's still a flip, and and yeah. <laughs> because you have Trey, you that was your long term option anyway, and Brock just was a gym. You can play hardball, and depending on the free agent quarterbacks in the market and what the talent pool in the draft looks like, maybe in the next in the in next year's draft 2024, 2025, there isn't a four quarterback race. You're not getting a Bryce Young. Uh, Anthony Richardson, a CJ Stroud, and a Will Levis. Maybe the quarterback class is trash. So somebody who needs a quarterback, who don't like any of the veteran options, maybe they are more desperate to say, look, I got a high second round pick. That's my last and final Brock Purdy. Yeah. What? Yeah, give me that second round pick. I'll take it. Thank you. Let it fly. The question, the question that I'm typing in Discord, not to go off the subject, but I felt like we'll answer this and we're going to get up out of here. It's going into the movie section and it's going to say, name a sequel of a movie that was better than the better original. Than the first. Oh, I already got the answer. Breezy, I need you. Me- no, no, no. 
I'm not. Um, I really need you to click on Teradome's question because he is ridiculous. <laughs> Daphne Reed was the first. Kenlaw. Is Daphne Reed the dark skinned one or the light skinned one? The light skinned one. The light skinned one. Damn. I can't draw the parallel. My bad. I was going to say, never mind. I'm going to keep that to myself. I don't want him coming. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, guys, it's been real. I hope you enjoyed this Monday. I believe we'll be back next Monday. If It might be in a little bit, slightly later time. I think I have a rehearsal next Monday. I'm sorry. But we'll see. Uh, I will keep you posted. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out all of our shows throughout the week. If you need Moses' schedule, he'll post it. Make sure you check it out. Fair as well. Peachy as well. The Wayne Breezy shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every single week. All right? Make sure you guys check that out. All right? Don't forget to check out all the other videos and stuff that's going down as well on the Wayne Breezy Network. Shout out to the Breezy's Bunch. You are a real one. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for the contribution. Stay up, stay faithful, and always keep it nitty-gritty, y'all. Thanks for watching.